0: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: Girls rock stars girls lacrosse rock stars girls lacrosse the rock stars girls lacrosse show with hosts ron davis and craig spazman simmons good afternoon everyone and welcome to rock stars girls lacs podcast with me ronnie davis and craig the spazman simmons the round mound of sound <laughs> i love that term yeah um and look at you all. will i'll, I'll dude it out in the, in the ca gear today i got so the chosen, the chosen spot, spot radio shirt going the and... red colors and the ca hat yep, absolutely i'm uh, i'm wearing the harvard hat today harvard harvard, harvard. Um, my good buddy jerry Byrne um just got the men's job for harvard over this past weekend he uh he was been a long-time assistant at notre dame um he Gave a nice stint here in Rochester as, as his wife was uh, becoming a doctor, and he did a lot of coaching around the area. Nice. And he just got the head job up in, uh, in Harvard. And Harvard. I'm so proud of him.
2: Oh, it's hard to find. Have you ever been there? I have. It is so
1: hard to find a place to park. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Great Harvard Square, though. I mean, if you and do find a place to, absolutely. to park, and um, it's just a great little area to be. Great food, too. A lot of smart people up there. A lot of smart people. <laughs> But um, I did some traveling this weekend. Um, again, yes, you did. Um, I you know I was away with my Honechoni U19 national team, and we were in Albany for the Capital City Classic, and um, we ended up going five and zero. And five and zero. There was um, we played Ithaca in the championship game. But we ended up being co-champs. Um, we ended up beating Ithaca, but we ended up co-champs because we were there on a mission. We, our, My team was there just to prepare for the World Cup. And um, we had a player that, um, Jalen Jimerson, who was um, in college. She already completed her freshman year okay. in college. So that was against the rules. So we al- alerted, you know, we told the, the Ithaca team that we had a, um, a player that was in college. And they were like, we just want to play the game. We just want to play you guys. It's, okay. a, it's an honor to play. So um, we went out there. It was a great game. I think we won by two or three goals. But uh, but Ithaca is, you know, I know we're, they're out of Section 5. But let me tell you, Ithaca has an uh, up-and-rising high school scholastic team that is really, really good.
2: How cool is that that you have to go all the way that down there to play a team that's about an hour and a half away.
1: Right. Well, you know, that's you know, they they held a great tournament. The Summit Lacrosse Ventures held a great tournament. And there's a lot of Rochester teams. I mean, mm-hmm. there were several Relentless Hustle teams there, several Common Gold teams there. Um, Orange Crush from Syracuse was there, Gate Lacrosse Club from Syracuse was there. Ithaca, and so um, they 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 came from all over. Empress from Buffalo, so everyone was traveling to Albany this weekend to play. And also, there was another tournament in Syracuse called the Star Spangled.
2: The star, yeah,
1: the Star Spangled that yep. uh, some of the Monster younger teams went to. But um, but all in all, you know, it was a good weekend of lacrosse. The Monster older teams pretty much had all off, except for the tw- the twenty ones did play in the Star Spangled, and um, but. You know the weather was great. We had a couple of delays. You know thunder thunder showers, but only lasted a few minutes. But um, the the amount of teams, you know, and looking through the, I think, uh, you know, looking through the scores, uh, the Rochester teams fared very well in, in the tournaments this weekend. And it just goes to show you that the, the girls' across in Rochester is getting better and better. Right? Any
2: Long Island teams that you had to go up against?
1: Them? Yeah, So um, Icon from Long Island. Long Island was there, and a, and a club team from Nassau County was Did there. Did you play Long- either one of them? I played the Nassau County team, and you beat yeah, them, and we beat them. Yes. All right, and, all
2: right. That's what we want to hear. Yeah,
1: and Icon um, ended up losing to um, Ithaca in the semifinals, and Icon um, is a is a good club out of Long Island, run by a, a former Syracuse player, Pat McCabe, mm-hmm. and um, they, they they were really good, but Ithaca edged them out by a goal to uh to go to the championship, and then. I, I tell you, I was really impressed with that Ithaca team.
2: I think I've called some mm-hmm. Ithaca games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were boys or girls, maybe one or two of each. Right. But uh, yeah. so it was
1: funny. There, there is a player on on Ithaca's team who is a ninth grader, just graduated from ninth grade, going to tenth next year. So she's a she's a twenty two, and um and she was outstanding, a very dynamic kid, could shoot the ball, you know, on the run at high levels, and um so I it was funny. I said to the coach after the game, Coach BJ. I said, Hey, would you mind if I, you know, talk to number seven about maybe, you know, looking at Monster as a alternative for, you know, for a club? And and he go, he said he goes, No. <laughs> he goes, you can't. He goes, We're trying to keep all these kids together as as a you know, as a school team and go to tournaments. And I said, I, I get you, I understand. I said, but if there's ever, you know, if she ever wants to go to some high level tournaments that, you know, that a lot of college coaches and get a lot of exposure, we'd love to have her. And he laughed about it. We both laughed about it, but he was just like, No, you, you That can't. move took testicular <laughs> fortitude. <Right. laughs> and uh it was funny, he goes, you know, she she she's a hockey player too, I guess. So um with you know on the u nineteen hockey player, I guess, or u eighteen hockey player um in a, a very good one at that. so um I don't know her name, but I know she was number seven for Ithaca and she was outstanding. so now I'm how
2: far away ahead. how how far does monster stretch?
1: Monster stretch is a long way. We got kids coming from Canada, we have kids coming from Albany, we have kids coming from Utah. Um, so we, we, we expand and, um, and it's basically kids that are involved in programs that, um, you know, aren't as advanced as I guess we are. So they're willing to make the trip. we got two kids from Albany that come, Celia Ralph and, uh, Sierra Mazzone. Okay. They make the trip weekly, you know, from Albany. We've got a lot of kids from Syracuse and, um, it's just, you know, they, they come for the higher level of lacrosse that, that we provide and, uh. You know, this tournament this weekend, it was good lacrosse, I'll, you know. Um, but what I'll say is that, you know, looking at it, my, my Hoden is showing a U19 national team. We went 5-0. and um, We had a couple of good games, couple of games probably not as as competitive. But it, it supplied us with a platform to get ready for the World Cup, right? We're going to the World Cup in August, and there's going to be 26 countries there um, to play against. But ultimately, we got to get through USA or Canada. Sure. You know, to, to to get to the medal. Now, where's that going to take place? Isn't that in Canada? Yeah, that's going to be in Peterborough, um, Canada. Yeah. Um, starting August first through the tenth. Yeah. So it'll be it's it's a it's a major event. It's finally you know on this side of the pond. Last time it was over um across the lake, and uh, this time there's you know whole Noshone team is going to be pretty pretty much playing in their backyard along with Team Canada and really along with you know USA. You know Team USA is going to have a lot of support there because it's only you know. A few hours from the border sure. so
2: now what is honoshoni uh, uh de- describe that is that a is that a native thing or yeah, what it's, is it's that native american okay it's, um,
1: it's all the native american lacrosse players um girls lacrosse players which are few and far between because of the the healthy traditions that they've had of always just being a men's game or a boys game sure um so they got started a little later so it's all from around the country um the the Native American girls um, coming together as one and and playing as as their own nation.
2: Do you have the uh, Do you have the girls from uh, Section Six?
1: Section Six is where
2: the the uh, Buffalo. Oh
1: yeah! Oh yeah! Co- cornfield is it? The cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. So so Lonnie and Shani Cornfield yeah. were, were, they're they're heavily involved in basketball right now, um, but we're trying to get them. You know, so they can play in the tournament in August. Okay. Um, But we got, you know, Scotia Snyder, the Jimmersons from there. Um, Lois Garlow, who's committed to Coastal Carolina. She was outstanding this past weekend. She won MVP of the tournament. Uh, Jalen Jimmerson, who's the the girl, that she goes to Syracuse. She's outstanding. (coughs) Um, You know, we got a really good group, but we just don't have a ton of kids. You know, okay. Like we got um, you know, the Lazor sisters from Aquasazni and, you know, one Lazor is going to Virginia Tech, Mimi Lazor is going to Dartmouth. So we got a good crew. It's it's
2: funny though cuz you're naming all these names but you can't remember the girl from section from, from uh from Ethica.
1: well i you know I probably I, I guess I just didn't really want to pry and ask you know well, by the way what's her name hey what's her name let me write that down well, you got her information when I asked him I, I it was funny he smiled and he just goes no you can't talk to her and that's like, funny <laughs> and I was like you know just make sure she doesn't go play for salt city or, or yeah one of them
2: well you know all this works in because uh uh we did get an an email. I did get an email from, a, from a, I don't know if it's a parent, I would imagine, but uh, it all works in nice because um, they want to know basically what our thoughts are on sports specialization. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, at any point in time, we can talk about that. It just kind of works in because you're talking about the cornfields are busy with basketball, mm-hmm. but there's an opportunity to play lacrosse. There's, you know, the train of thought. Oh, we want them to play as many multiple sports as they can, sure. and then there's the other side that says, "No, nah, man, if they want to play lacrosse, three sixty five, let them," you know. So, right. well, um, I
1: mean, I think we talked touched on this before, and and what they what you don't hear from when you talk, you know, when they you see an interview on ESPN or an in Inside yeah. Lacrosse or you know any sports magazine for that matter, and they talk about specializing um, in sports, they. They say we want dual sport athletes. And they're right. They do. But what they're not saying is in like in your in your second sport, okay, you can't put the lacrosse stick down, even though you're playing basketball. Yeah. Right. Go to basketball. Go to all the practices. Do everything you gotta do. But you still have to play lacrosse at the same time. It's very rare you're seeing kids that put down a lacrosse stick. During basketball, during football, during soccer, whatever it may be, and then being that dominant athlete. I got you. Um, during their season. Now, they may be dominant on their scholastic field, right? Right. But, you know, with the, the, the rise in the level of play that's being played right now at the club level. Um, there's no, there's no way you're putting your stick down and going out there and being a top division one kid. If you are, you're, you know, just you're less than a one percenter. I'll so,
2: so as as a coach, as a college coach, you've you've done the men and the women. You've you've coached both. As a coach, we hear everybody, we hear all the coaches, the hand, you know, this the fifty percent or sixty whatever it is that number. I don't know the numbers. I I could next time, but right now I don't. No, we want multiple sport players. You know, as a coach, what do you want? What does what does Ron Davis want when he's coaching MCC and he's got he's looking for players? Is he looking for multiple sport players or just you applying by merit what you see them doing on the field?
1: Well, some of the sports, you know, really they go hand in hand. Like we, I mean, who wouldn't want a basketball point guard playing um, lacrosse on the lacrosse field? You sure. Know, I mean, at Nazareth they got you know Jonathan Perinello, right? He's uh, um, a lacrosse player at Nazareth now. He went to Aquinas. He was the quarterback at Aquinas, right? Yep. You know, I watched him play this spring. He was outstanding when he got the ball. He saw, he had the vision and everything, and that directly correlates to his, you know, being the quarterback on a football team, Yeah. right? it um, so, makes sense. You know, you, you, you want the kids to bring what they've learned from the other sports into lacrosse, but you also want to make sure it's being kept healthy, right? You want to make sure the kids are healthy and not burning out and and having fun right it can't be all um it can't be all wall ball right even though i got you, you. Know, we, we push wall balls you know off the wall but it can't be all wall ball it's got to be games it's got to be competition it's got to be fun it's got to be tournaments so there's a lot that goes into it to um to make the kids so they're not burning out mm-hmm. right i mean we're, i'm gone every weekend this summer. Now every Team in my club is not gone every weekend. I mean, they get breaks, but um, the fact of the matter is, is that they have. There's, you know, the tournaments where the college coaches can be there are at a certain time in the summer. It's, the blackout time is lifted. So, with that being said, we have to go to those tournaments, and and they're back to back, and then, you know, then the college then it goes into blackout period in August, right? And um, when that happens, we don't need to go any to any more tournaments. We take August off. So it's a it's a catch twenty two I guess but we we're living in a world right now both in men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse boys and girls lacrosse we are living in a world that caters to the colleges you know when the colleges are going to sure. be there the club teams are going to be there I got you and and unfortunately that you know that's the way it's turned but it's a business now you know the colleges you know they they want to recruit kids they're they're giving out money it's a business for them right they're they're paying kids they're going to work on their time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Um. You know, With that said, so the do, du- you know, you know, the, the cornfields are, 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 you know, they, they got to play basketball. They're going to be division one college basketball players. They are. OK. But I just need them for a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just need them to put down the basketball for a week yep. and, and then we'll play. But um, but it, it's 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 I know Fitz is looking. Um, I don't have times for these fits. So if you want to just start calling any of them. Okay. See if they answer right. <laughs> um, so, you know the wing it session, the, the wing it, the wing you know, it portion, get, yep, the wing to, it portion. I'm of trying today's. to get some Section Five um, coaches on the line so we can, you know, recap a little and talk about the summer and, mm-hmm. and when they plan on. It. And I saw a couple of high school coaches. You know, um, I saw Wayne Smith this weekend. He was coaching with Relentless Hustle, um, so I know him and his kids are out there. You know, playing this summer. So it's uh it, it was a good weekend of lacrosse um in terms of rochester i know that my 2021 team was in star spangled i didn't see that that was they, in B-ville, right? that was in Beaville, yeah. but um i know that they took a loss to the common goal 2020 team so um i know common goal 2020 they're a year older they're they're a good team they got meg they got meg ellis right yeah um i'm sure she titanium tough i'm sure she put the lockdown on a few of those players but um it, at both tournaments. I wasn't at the Star Spangled One, but I was at the one in, in Albany. And a uh, lot of coaches. There's just a lot of college coaches roaming the sidelines. Division One, down to Division Three, even some junior college. So um, that's that's really what it's turning into is just week after week is just playing in front of these coaches.
2: Let me ask you this. What, what, what criteria are these kids using to decide which program they want to go and play for? Because you, you, you've named Relentless Hustle, Common Goal, uh, Monster Elite. You know, you've mentioned those in the last segment. What, how are these kids deciding where they want to go play? Is it is it a networking thing? Like, oh, I know, I know you from Pittsburgh, so I'm going to go play for you. And I mean, what's the criteria here? Well,
1: there's a few criteria. So well, the one, of course, when their kids are younger, they want to play with their friends. So you know, if one goes, you know, the next three or four follow. Yep, that um, makes and, sense. And then what it turns into, it turns into um, a competitive thing. You know, uh, you know how competitive are you how good are you are you able to play at the top level and then you know you see the clubs starting to separate at at, you know as they get a little older it's really tough to tell how uh, you know clubs compare and you know with kids in third and fourth grade right you get two kids that can pass and catch better than everyone else they're gonna win a game so but as they get older um and develop into athletes, right? If they want to yeah. be lacrosse players, if you can tell if a kid's, you know, athletic enough, then they got to start making some decisions based on, you know, <clears throat> how good they are, right? And what commitment they want to put okay. in. So um, you know, being biased to Monster, if you're if you're that athletic kid, if you're an athletic kid that's going to be a lacrosse player, um you you probably want to go to Monster. If you if you um if you're a kid that's uh, you know, in it for the social environment, and you know, just want to go play a couple of tournaments and, um, you know, practice once in a while, then you know, Common Goal and Relentless is probably a little better fit for them, um, especially as they get older. I mean, okay. We're, you know, the Monster, um, club is going to the G8 next weekend. I was going to ask you about that too. G8, it, it's, you know, G means great, and eight means it was eight clubs, but now I think there's 13 clubs as they got more fields for it. But that's it's, kind of a big deal. It's the, it is. It's, it's the, You know, as you can look at the teams that are there, it's all the top teams.
2: That's Nike. Okay. That's that's Nike G eight, right? The Nike G eight, sponsored oh, oh, oh. by Nike. All right, all right. Fitz, put down that Nike owes us twenty dollars.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's in uh, New Jersey. Yes, it's yeah. in
1: New Jersey, and it, it's um. I'm telling you, there's four fields, and there's in between fields one and two, there's a college, you know, area, and in between three and four, there's a college area, and they're packed um with college coaches because that's where the Yellow Jackets are, that's where the Monsters are, that's where M and D is. So all the all the top clubs in the country are there for the, the basically the recruiting age groups, which is the current twenty ones who's in their tour. Okay. And then the twenty twos they're they're kinda starting to make their boards for, it, right? So they're gonna go watch all the twenty two games and and they're gonna start putting up. Okay, Abby Harrod, boom, monster, and and so forth. So, when it comes to their tour, they know who to watch. So
2: now, does she play for Monster?
1: Abby, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Abby's right. played for Monsters since she's been in okay. fourth grade.
2: She's she's right at the top of the players to watch
1: list. She's at the uh, no top doubt, of the no doubt. Chain. Yeah, no um, doubt. She's going to be a top division one kid, and um, she'll you know next weekend she'll have a lot of eyes on her. So
2: now, when you when you say she's going to be a top division one kid, is that going to be at Midi doing the draw, or is she flexible enough that she could go wherever she's needed?
1: Yeah, you know, listen, those top schools recruit athletes, right, and then they decide where they want to put you. But um, right now, she's a a great midfielder and a excuse me, uh, you know, does fabulous on the draws. So she's going to be that kid that, you know, the diaper dandy early early kid that you're looking at saying, okay, this kid's on my board and I'm going to recruit her.
2: Well, she's end to end. She plays end to end, and mm-hmm. there there's no break. Right. And I, I don't I don't want this to turn into an Abbey fest. No, right. I'm just saying she 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 plays end to end, and yeah. I could watch her play all day long.
1: Yeah, her her 22 team is is got some really good players. You know, her line mate. Listen, to this this is her line is, her midfield line is Elisa Feclaris from Penfield, who is mm-hmm. all county, and Carly figure from Mercy, who is all county. So yeah. I have three ninth grade all county kids on on one midfield line. Right? Now,
2: do you who coaches that team? I do. You do. I do. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, coaching them is great. They, you know, they're they're a great team. They they work hard majority of the time. The parents are a pain in the butt, but um, if I can just keep the parents off to the side and handle my coaching, they're gonna um, they're gonna be really good going forward.
2: Let me ask you this. Another thing, if you don't mind my segueing right into another uh, another question, how do you get these kids to separate what they're learning in club? versus what you want them to play in Scholastic. Because if you're playing for two or three different coaches, chances are each one of those coaches has a different way of doing things, a different style, different terminology, different plays, everything. How do these kids, you know, separate the difference? How do they keep those separate? And what do you do to help them do that?
1: Well, for one, we call it deprogramming, right? We, we have to we have to deprogram the kids when they come back from Scholastic's um, lacrosse. Okay. And... We have to do that because the level of play is so high at the younger levels. Like, it, it, honestly, God, if you took my 22 team, if you took my 23 team, right, which is kids going into ninth grade, they would beat my Canada varsity team. They would beat Russian River. They would beat Pittsburgh all day long.
2: I want to see that.
1: It, it Make would. it happen. They that's would. A, that's um, a it, challenge. That's that's the show. So the 22 <laughs> kids who are current ninth graders, the, you know, it might be five and ten goal games against any scholastic team. Okay. So um, the level, so the level of play, we have got to get those kids in tune to play at a higher level than they just did with their scholastic teams. Because mm-hmm. um, when you go play against M and D and Top Guns and Skywalkers and those, those are all kids that are are just monsters and athletes and great lacrosse players. So um, you you know you basically have. 16 kids that are starters on their varsity team Mm -hmm. and now they're all coming together as one
2: okay so how do you deprogram them how do you get them because all year long you're beating it in their heads right they're having it beat in their heads you have to remember this stuff and now you're telling them you have to forget that stuff so the main thing what's the line there
1: discipline and shooting passing catching ball control time clock management all that Fundamentals. Um, fundamentals. That's we, fundamentals, we man. To, we have to put the fundamentals back in them, and teach them that they've may have, they may have outran this kid and that kid scholastically, but they're not going to be able to outrun these two kids for M and D. So the ball needs to move.
2: So you're, you're you're teaching them they're they're going from being a big fish in a small pond to a small fish in a bigger pond. Correct. And, and okay. they,
1: have to, they have to use more systems and more, you know, be smarter and let the ball move and. Um, it's not easy. I'll say that. And I'm not, you know, condemning scholastic sports. Cause obviously I'm a, I'm a coach myself yeah. yep. and we, I think that at the high school level, we teach some really, really good things, right? All the coaches, I think we all teach some really good things, but at the end of the day, we're, we're coaching to be competitive against the town next to us. Mm-hmm. Right. In club lacrosse, we're coaching these kids to play in front of a future opportunity that they may have. right? Okay, and, and, you, and them you, for the college. In right?
2: one sentence, and mm-hmm. you basically just defined and described what club lacrosse, what club mm-hmm. athletics are about. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to ask that question: What's the difference? You just you just defined it. Yeah,
1: and it, and it, and it's a big difference. It it, it really is, and uh, I, I just I wish the um, the the whole community and culture of it could, you know, could just understand that, you know, there's two separate entities here. There's scholastic lacrosse and club lacrosse, and both of them are very, very important. And one should not be weighted over the other. When it comes time to, you know, play scholastic lacrosse, you know, in my program, school first, school first, school first. And that's March through, you know, June, right? Yeah. but come the end of June, or come when that comes to an end, it's it's club, it's club, it's club. And so some schools try to hold tournaments and do different things, you know, over the summer. I get that, but our kids can't. My, Abby Harrod can't leave Monster Lacrosse to go play for Canada when she's in the G8, right? Okay. So, yeah. Um. Good thing. So no shootout for there. soldiers. No, that that weekend's off for them. All right. So and All right, I did that. On, I, I, did, I asked you about that. Yeah, I did that on purpose. You know, I did that on purpose so, so we could.
2: Are you getting anything together then? Is yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, got is to work there... with,
1: with Lauren York and find out who you know who's available to play and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, that's that's definitely the. That's plan. cool. But, um, that's cool because so, I
2: think I'll be there to cover some of that. So we
1: had a Canadagua team, a twenty twenty four team. You know, our go to, um, Star Spangled this weekend, and I guess they uh, they tied for first, and then. The, um, the goals against they didn't go to the championship, but I guess they did real well. So I was very happy to hear about that. Okay. The game, but it just goes to the separation between the two, and you know, in the fall, here's where we're going to run into issues in the fall, right? Basketball players. The blackout is lifted November fifth, right? So there's okay. three weekends in a row the blackout is lifted, right? Okay. in November. Yep. Well, basketball starts, right? So, yeah, I got some kids that are does. playing, you know, Penfield basketball, Mercy basketball, and, they're co- and And realistically, they would only miss two practices. And the coaches are like, nope, nope, can't miss two, your know, first two practices, right? It's like, look at. They don't want to miss an any. They don't. But the fact of the matter is, is that the value of them attending these tournaments with all those college coaches at that level, it, you know, it can't happen. And, and it,
2: so, who wins that battle? Who's going to win that? Well,
1: I'll tell you, you know, who won the battle in Fairport? Um, is you know Morgan Schwab, she was a great point guard, yeah, basketball point guard, and the um basically the coach said, look it, you know you don't the basketball comes first, and Morgan was like, well let me tell you, I I need to go play in these tournaments, okay, I'm going to the University of Virginia to play lacrosse, sorry I'm going to miss two practices, and she ended up not playing, not playing basketball, and the coach was like, okay if you can't you know and it's like you fool. What, what, I, what I wasn't thinking yeah
2: at, at that point I don't think i'd I'd have such a hard head where I would have to say no you 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 can't because the first couple practices basically are physical practices anyway. the mm-hmm. first week is you know running and you know x's and O you don't get into x's and O's you know in the first couple practices. that's just a coach going I'm an old school guy I'm in control and you're gonna do what All i right. I say and at least in my opinion, but
1: and, that, and that's where you're starting to see separation of kids not playing scholastic sports, right? Yeah. And I think they should be, but in, in Maryland, kids don't play modified lacrosse. Yeah, you, you, you
2: were talking about that before.
1: So, I mean, we, we build our programs on modified lacrosse, right? Our, our scholastic programs. Everyone wants to play modified. As soon as they get to seventh grade, modified, modified. Mm-hmm. And it's a horrible experience all across the board. Um, then that's what I've been told by every single monster lacrosse player that the modified experience stinks. Um however, this year in Canandaigua, right, I, I made some changes prior to this season. You know, I, I I got Sue Ellis to go down and coach those kids, right? She's yeah. a Hall of Fame coach. She's, you know, so my main my, my main thing was look at I just need this to be a positive experience for them, right? And she was able to do that because she's, you know, coached them since they were little. But sure, um I was fortunate. Right, but I was also, you know, on the other end of some other towns. You know, kids coming in. We don't, you know, this modified thing stinks. And, um, but now I I really see the picture of why we go to these tournaments and get smacked. You know, in the early part of the tournaments, because they've already played as a club in three tournaments and a league. Yeah. Right. So, well, I mean. That's what puts us behind the eight ball. Well,
2: the, comp- the c- competition level at the modified level is not that high. There's no doubt, and there is a component of everybody's going to play, mm-hmm. and and then when you turn into ninth grade, you get into JV, you start to put a little more focus on competition and winning and then obviously when you get up to varsity at least it's supposed to be there is the main component of you know being competitive and winning but you don't have that at the modified level and a lot of times not to throw anybody under the bus um there's a lot of let's just call it contract coaches at the modified mm-hmm. level and you you know what I mean yeah uh the the coaches that are coaches because you know they're teachers and sure. they have the contract and again not to throw anybody under the no, bus no, not at all just just <laughs> simply stating that uh w- watered down I think might be a good a good uh
1: well the, the here's the thing that it's it's starting to trickle down as the kids get older right and 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 there's they're they're not as enthused about playing scholastic sports mm-hmm. right and I think that's a tragedy because I think they should be playing scholastic sports more and more and be more like I in Canadagua I thought that we you know, we had just such a great environment and um, every kid was like, Canada, well, Canada, well, bleeding red. Right. And if, if we can get that, right. If we can get that, um, you know, across the board, that's great. But I think that the high school, the scholastic coaches across the board need to understand that there's a club lacrosse has an agenda and they got to be more flexible with it. Not even I'm, lacrosse, I'm a, but basketball, yeah. football, whatever—maybe soccer. They they have to understand it. There's that the college recruiting process is controlling the whole process. So what are we supposed to do if there's three weekends in in November, right? That, that that's all we have to to go to tournaments and have college coaches there. We got to be there. Yeah. Right. They're not I'm, coming. I, to our I high get that.
2: Games, I get so. that. Now, as an administrator and coach in youth basketball and travel basketball. In travel, it's pay to play, but there it's not the level, obviously not the level of club, but there still is a component of being competitive and playing to win. And then we get three and fourth, you're building interest while still teaching third and fourth grade. You're teaching fundamentals. Fifth and sixth is a transition transition. Into the transition, if you know what I mean. 7th and 8th is the transition when you turn the corner and you're into the scholastic. The pro- And you and I, I think, have talked about this off the record where you know, we're teaching all this hardcore stuff to 5th and 6th graders and then we ship them off into the modified program and they run into favoritism and all the other kind of things you get. And um, it just kind of kills everything that we had done. So then you have to move up into the JV field and – all right. That just goes along with what you were saying.
1: Yeah, and that's why, like I said, that's why I was so excited to, you know, with the Agro program to put people in place that are going to give these kids a good experience. And I think it's going to yeah. pay, pay off for us, you know, in the long run.
2: I think it's already paying dividends as it is. Yeah. You know, know. you won what, 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 your second in three years, your second sectionals in three years. Um, went yeah. down to Cortland, the boys, they were in the finals game, lost by a oh. goal. Uh, t- did you see the YouTube video that they did?
1: I did not know. Oh, man. No, it was, it was, it
2: was the, the first couple minutes of is it, it, Devin York. Devin, the coach, uh-huh. you know, he shaved. He shaved the mustache <laughs> off, and he's sulking, and he's looking out this window with rain, and it was sad and all that stuff. And then they go to a picture of Emily, and she's eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> and the bowl of cereal is sitting on the brick.
1: Oh, is, is it? It's sitting on the brick, <laughs> and she just smiles.
2: It was awesome. Right. You hey, got to check it
1: out. Hey, Fitz, can you? Um, we're gonna get Joe Kataya on the line here from Fairport Hots, and uh, okay, I want to get his perspective on. Um, you know, he's got a daughter that's going to Penn State. He's got a daughter that's been through a knee injury. He's got mm-hmm. a daughter that um, left Spencerport to go to Mercy. Right, so she had a lot of a lot of changes in her life. A lot of things go happened in her life. So, um, I want to get kind of get his perspective, and he's a major sponsor of our show. I was
2: gonna so. say it's also an opportunity to throw out Fairport Hots.
1: Fairport Hots, <laughs> so, um, maybe we can go to the phones and get him on the line. I know he had texted me saying he's ready. <laughs> well, I
2: I know that uh, it was due to him that I was able to do your game down at Cortland. Yep. He was the uh. Title and primary sponsor for that broadcast to be able to do that. What you can find on demand at ChosenSpotRadio.com. <laughs> Let's go
1: to the phones. Okay, Joe, are you there? Oh, here we go. Oh boy! Wait, we gotta, <laughs> play, we gotta, we gotta
2: play the cool <laughs> intro. What's up, Joe? How you doing,
1: G- Joe? Um. Joe Kataya, owner of Fairport Hots. and uh, Let's get the thank yous out of the way first, Joe. Thanks so much for being um, a a huge sponsor of the Rockstars Girls Lacks podcast and the top five at Fairport Hots top five at five. Yeah. And uh, you definitely helped the spaz man out.
2: Yes, you did. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I appreciate you uh, jumping on board to help me do that uh, broadcast down at Cortland.
1: Joe. Right on. So, Joe, um, we're talking a little bit about – Club lacrosse um, compared to high school, and you know we know that you transferred from Spencerport um, to get your daughter Gianna um, over to Mercy. She had a, a wonderful season this year. Come back from a torn ACL injury um, that she got playing soccer. Um, we you know we touched base earlier on multi-sport athletes and so forth, and um, and now she's you know committed to go to Penn State and and play. And her her coach um, Missy was. You know, watching her play—not this past weekend, but the weekend before—and just just to go over the whole journey of of you know Gianna Kataya and <clears throat> what club lacrosse, you know, has has done for you and Gianna and the transfer to to Mercy and you know you guys were you know ranked number three in Section Five this year, had a great run, and now she's you know getting her leg back in order and preparing to go to to Penn State to play not next year but the year after because she's a 2020. Um, can you kind of put that whole journey together for us, if you can?
0: Hey, Ronnie, as you know, you know, I, we started out at Spencer Court and then, um, you know, we just wanted a little bit more. So we moved on to uh, Mercy, which was a great, great fit for Gianna academically and for, you know, her career in lacrosse. And then, you know, we started out with, a, with another club, and then we obviously we transferred to uh, Munster. And going to Monster went on and you as her coach has trained her to become even a better player coming up her ACL, you no know, surgery. And just the coaching there and Monster all around has done so much for Gianna's game it's and skill level, which I thank you for.
1: Well, you're welcome. And she, you know, she works real hard. Spad, she's you know, hard, hard worker, and, and De- she's defender, defender. Yeah, yeah. Well, she played a little yeah. bit of midfield for Mercy as well.
2: Okay, so Joe, what I want to ask you is what it is what is it about her that makes her want to play defense? Because whenever I talk to people about defense, they always say, "Oh, the first rule is feet. You got to have quick feet. You got to have this." My first rule of defense is desire. You've got to want to play defense because. It's it's there's no glory there's no you know there's no spotlight on it. What is it about her that makes her want to play defense?
0: Well, she's quick. She does have quick speed as Ronnie can probably attest to. And you know, she just uh, she's very aggressive, as we know. And Ronnie, you know that. <laughs> and uh, she just like defense a lot. I, I, I really can't answer that for her, but she can probably answer that better for you, you know. But I just she's always been like shut people down and you know try not to let them score.
1: I I can help answer that. So she she was a soccer player all her life. Okay, and um she picked up lacrosse very late in the game. Right, um she started out actually as a goalie, as, as a backup <laughs> a backup goalie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so she really didn't have the opportunity to have the stick in her hand. Okay, a, as much as right. as most offensive players do. Um, but she had all the tools of, you know, being a division one lacrosse player, as far as, you know, she's got, she's fast, she's athletic, she's aggressive. Um, so I did see her do yeah. some really nice offensive things for mercy this year. She scored a, a goal and a couple big yeah. games and, uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, coming on so late and, you know, we had to focus on what's, you know, what the best position for her at this point is going forward and um, for her to try to catch up to the Morgan Schwabs and, mm-hmm. and People like that was would have right. it just probably wouldn't have happened, especially with the knee injury. So, um, defense. You know, she was recruited as a defender um, by a lot of several top division one schools. So, you know why you know why try to make her an offensive player if they gotcha. wanted for defense. So I'm so all that, about the defense. That's man. where the opportunities were. Um, and then, you know, I remember I had to make the phone call to Mercy saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, I got one of my yeah. monster kids that, that wanna come and thank God for Carly Harnish figure the year before, because I made that phone call for her and she did really well. So Anthony Yendak, the coach at Mercy, um, you know, welcomed Gianna with, with open arms and Oh, uh, uh,
2: uh,
0: he was he was such a great fit for Gianna. He really was. He he took the right under his wing and he actually the whole team did. It was very nice. It was a very easy transfer to Mercy from Spencer for it.
2: Well, let me ask you, sorry, Ron. Let me ask you this, Joe. What do you think is the biggest factor in helping her get to, you said Penn State, right? What do you think is the biggest factor in her getting looked at and signed and committed to go to Penn State? Was it club lacrosse? Was it switching to Mercy? What do you think was the biggest factor there?
0: Well, she actually committed early. She committed as a ninth grader. Okay. Um, The club lacrosse helped us where we were a little, but mostly we was putting Gianna in a lot of camps. We put her in a ton of camps. And that helped her out, out a lot. It got her noticed by a lot of college coaches going to those camps. She went to some of the best camps around back in the, when she was in ninth grade. Actually, we started in eighth grade going to the camps after she decided uh, she wasn't a goalie anymore. So that kind of helped her out a little bit.
1: And, uh, Joe, not and, and obviously we're not throwing you know anyone under the bus, but um, the reason why that you had to send her to the camps at that point um was because obviously you know the club that she was playing for wasn't getting her in front of the C- Division one college coaches um, that as per se that you know the club you're with now um, Oh
0: absolutely yeah absolutely that's why we decided to go ahead and we did our own thing and that actually helped us out um, pretty good. She had a lot of like D1 offers and she ended up making a good choice going to Penn State. Which and, we are very happy as a family.
1: And Spaz, that's what we were talking about the level, right? How do you decide? Yeah. yeah. How do you decide um, which club to pick? How do you sure. decide where to go? You know, this is a top Division One athlete, right? So she yeah. um, wasn't going to get be able to get the looks um, from the, the major colleges because the other clubs just aren't right. in the tournaments that we're in, right? And in the, in the divisions oh. that we're in. So – you know they yeah. had they had to spend a lot of money going from camp to camp, and that's what you know basically yeah,
2: got her. So it's kind of kind of like an investment.
0: Yeah, it was. It's a good investment. It paid off in the long run for us. And then coming to Monster has actually just made her a ten time better player.
2: So Joe, let we me. Play at a high, we well, play at
0: a higher level at Monster, which is really good for the kids.
2: Let me ask you this, Joe. What, how how uh, active were you in helping her pick? The college she was going to go to. Did she pick your brain, or did she just say, "Dad, I'm going to do this," and you sit back and kind of go with what I'm doing?
0: Well, we kind of narrowed it down to our top three, and then it always went back to Penn State. You know, it was she just fell in love with the coach, she fell in love with the campus, she fell in love with the team, and basically, it was her choice. You know, I guided her a little bit. Some of the other choices were a little bit farther away. You know, if you want mom and dad to come see you play all the time? I mean, basically, Penn State was a good fit for us because it's only three and a half hours away and with our jobs and me owning my own business. It'll be a lot easier to get to. And she wanted mom and dad to come and see her games, which it made a great fit at Penn State. And Coach Missy made us feel like family as soon as we were there. And all the other coaches do make you feel like family, but some of them were a little bit further away than Penn State. So that had a lot to do with it. You know, getting your parents there on the sidelines to watch you play. Right.
1: Now, Joe, um, obviously, Missy's been to – Um, the couple of last tournaments to watch Gianna play. And, um, but there's a lot of work to do before she gets to Penn state. Um, Oh, absolutely. You know, what, what is, what what do you think is going to be the most important thing to um, as a parent to support your, you know, obviously support your kid to get her in a mindset of working so hard. So when she gets to Penn state um, that, that she's not going to, you know, that she's going to have an opportunity to play. So, what, 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 I mean, what are you doing as a parent to support that?
0: Well, obviously, we got her at Monster Training with you, which is one thing. We also have her training. You know, She does her training at Power Train right now. And just keeping her focused and keeping her on the rebounder at home and just, you know, guiding her. Because at the last tournament, we did have a long time with Coach Messi And, she, you know, she said you have to put the work in to get on the field. And the girls that put the work in are the ones that will get on the field. So you could be a freshman, a sophomore, junior, a senior. You have to put the work in. You have to be keep your time managed. So those were the things that we were told.
1: And how about the academics? I know Gianna just, um, got a four Oh at mercy this past yeah. year. Um, that's that's, that's big. And, um, so, yes. you know, the balance between, you know, making sure your kids studying and, and keeping the grades up, um, to get in and, and hopefully be able to stay in school right. you know, and, and everything else. It's kind of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, kids I am I'm see running into the summer saying, oh, I need a summer job, I need a summer job. The fact of the matter oh, well, is... She, she's
0: <laughs> been saying that all summer, but it just doesn't fit in right now for us, the summer job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so not I'm, sure uh,
1: how summer uh, jobs can fit. Yeah, I summer say summer let, let not them play. out
0: good for us. <laughs> yeah, right. let
1: them play. Right. And yeah, then,
0: she's, she's got to study, she's got to read books for the summer for Mercy. Murphy. Mercy academic is so high, it, actually, and it will help her in the college, you know, because it's a lot of reading and a lot of essays, and she's Never read or wrote so many essays in her life. You got to keep her focused. You got to school comes first, obviously. Class comes second,
1: as we all know. Now you've obviously have invested a, quite a bit of money into um, Gianna's lacrosse. Um, between you know, obviously you got to pay for club, you got to pay for training. Um, mm-hmm. You've went to some camps. If you add that all up, how has your you know the the return on the scholarship from Penn State? I mean, t- for the. For the little monsters listening and the, and the little little kids out there and, you know, kids that are in the 22, 21 level who, whose parents are spending the same amount of money, how is that investment come back to you? You
0: have to invest in your kids to get money back in return. That's like for anything, as you would know. Yes, you have to go out there and invest. I know, but, you know, you say play at such a high level and then they'll see how it is. And, you know, scholarship money can come from... Start at twenty percent, work your way up to seventy five percent. It depends how good your kid is and how much effort
2: they put into it. Thank so, you know. Joe, I just want to walk it back a little bit, not to throw the Malaki on anybody, but Gianna, you had mentioned she, uh, what was was in a knee? You knee, had said, yeah. 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 So, yeah. She,
0: how, she tore, her, she tore her ACL and her meniscus.
2: Okay, so I, I, I've I actually had that happen myself, and my kids did that. What was the mindset at, at battling through that, and how she how is she doing with that right now?
0: Well, she's doing good, but when it happened, I don't think I was doing good. <laughs> it was the sickest day of my life, as anyone yeah. knows. But she's she's fighting back good. I mean, she trains every day, she trains hard, you know. Roddy sees that she's getting her speed back and her aggression back, so she's doing good with it. And she's you know, she she started out a little slow, you know, she had to get used to it, get comfortable again. But I think she's fighting back pretty good right now.
2: Good.
1: Now Joe also, as we talked about, owns Fairport hot spaz. Yes uh, he does. He's been doing a ton of catering. For, yeah, that's um, where i am right now <laughs> for a ton of different people and um joe um you know in a 30 second elevator ride give us the pitch on fairport hots this is your form uh, we're because you've it. been so supportive I Love it so supportive to us we're going <laughs> to give you your, your 30 seconds of fame here with fairport Hots. So. That, that is good for me as you don't know that's the, rest, the best hot place around as everyone
0: knows we do a ton of catering all occasions you know Birthdays, graduations, work functions—I like to send a special thanks to Jay O'Brien on Friday, the hottest day of the year.
2: <laughs> I'm having
0: me catering outside for his company, and um, I did one for uh, the Rowe family graduation party this weekend. Like to say thank you to them too. They're monsters, and that's it. Just come down to Fairport Hots and grab yourself a garbage plate.
2: Joe, tell us where you're at now. Where we can find you?
0: Right now, I'm at Fairport Hots making mac salad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's where is Fairport Hots, man? <laughs>
0: 1226
2: for Road. <laughs> there you go. So if you guys
0: want some
2: fresh max, come on down. I can't, I got to, I got to stay away from the carbs, but uh, I
1: got a, I got a text from a father a little while ago saying 1130 tomorrow at Joe's. Oh yeah. Mark that. Mark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1130 is our lunch buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, yeah. thanks so much for coming on, giving us your, um, your opinions and thoughts on Gianna yeah. and, um, <clears throat> thanks again for the support. Um from, not a problem, uh, guys. Rock Stars, girls, lax. Yep,
2: my pleasure, guys. Have a good day. You
1: Thanks, Joel. See ya. Bye. Um yeah, back to Gianna. She's a great kid, um, works really, really hard. Sure. And uh and, um she um she's gonna she's gonna be do well at Penn State
2: you have you know? to work hard to be a good defender mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says listen on offense you you you, you love the glory shooting you love the score uh, as a defender you want to rob that offensive player of that glory and I love that that's why I'm a defensive guy that's right. why I love defense. I, I'm not one of the guys that it has to be, uh, you know, like the Yankees score the other day, 17 to 13, <laughs> right. for it to be a good game. What were no, they playing softball, that, that was a crap fest. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to hear it. I, I'm okay with a defensive game, with a defensive battle. I'm okay with that. And and you may have figured out by now, I'm a little partial to defenders. Sure. So you know, well,
1: you know, we had a game um, Friday night. Uh, my my monster 2020 team, which Gianna plays on, um, which has, um, you know they're all committed kids to top division one schools. So we got we had the opportunity Friday night to play the Canadian U19 national team in Syracuse. Yeah. And um, it ended up being either 39 or 12, eight. It was a four goal game. They scored two early ones on us right away. Cause we didn't know the rules of the international rules. Right. And then they got two late ones on us. So other than that, it was a pretty close game throughout the day. And it was a great honor, a great experience for us to be able to play against them. Um, but defensively, you know the, the the coach of the Canadian team is Scott Teeter, who's coach head coach at Louisville, right? So the twins, Ashley and Taylor Sampone, the twins, they're they're playing defense. You know they're starting on defense, and they, as you know, they're they'll maim people. They're just killers, right? Yeah, they'll carve you up. So there's a a girl that comes running off the field for the Canadian team, and she's committed to Louisville as well, right? I don't think they they've ever met. The twins have ever met this girl, but she's committed there. And I was standing in the box, and and she comes off and goes, "Oh, I just got a nice warm welcome from my future teammates." <laughs> <laughs> did they give her the Malachi they Crunch? They did. They gave uh, it to her. Yes. And And the you know Scott Teter, the coach, and myself just looked at each other and laughed. But it was it was a funny moment. You were know, talking about defense. Absolutely. You know those kids. You know with Gianna and and um, Lauren Connor and Sophie Brown and Abby Hopfinger. Um they go out and they, you know, with the twins and they they play really really good defense, you know. Um it's it's so great to to watch, you know, them go out and be just so aggressive and so you know, just an aggressive type of of lacrosse and um like you said defense wins championships, defense wins, you know. I believe you know, that. And,
2: um, yeah. I I truly truly believe that.
1: Jordan Concordia who's going to Syracuse, she played outstanding against that team. So, it was just a great honor for us to play them and it was a great, you know, feat for us to to be competitive with them, right? Cuz that's all the top kids in the country, right? They they're the f- former U19 World Champions. I was going to
2: say right? that's that's a that's a big deal. Let's walk it back real quick if we can. What were the rules that you didn't know of that that bit you for those uh, at the first uh, two goals? You said
1: right. So there's international rules and then there's our U.S. rules, right? Mm-hmm. And the the placement on the eight meters is is different, right? So you don't have to clear a whole zone in international across. You know, you can you can kind of on a free space. You're talking on a free about free space, okay. yeah. So. You know the first thing, you know they get we, they get an eight meter shot. Our girls go out and clear the whole zone, and in there goes her there. The whistle blows. They throw it to the girl in front of the goal. And she scores. I'm like, wait, what, what happened? Like, oh, an international <laughs> across. you don't have to Do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, another one was, you know, where where the the ball gets placed. You know, it's if there's a like a loose ball foul. It's supposed to go back to the dot behind the goal. Yeah. Well, in international, it goes out to the side. So our girl's walking back to the dot. This girl walks out to the side. She self starts, boom, goes in and scores. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. International rules. International rules. (laughs) Um, Hey, Fitz, if you got that, can you call Craig Chamberlain for me? Um, We're going to get Coach Chamberlain on the line here. Okay. Now, listen, let me just preempt you. okay? Okay. He he's not happy about the Pittsburgh-Rush <laughs> Henrietta game. Okay, so, I'm sure. Um, All right, so that's the first thing I'll sting him with. Then
2: <laughs> he's
1: he's not enthused about that game. So, well, backstory: four overtimes, four overtimes, yeah. right? And uh, and did not go his way. <laughs> no, and we actually kind of broke the ice about it on a, on a trip we traveled together on the road, and uh, <laughs> he was like, "Well, since you brought it up." <laughs> <laughs> So Fitz is gonna get Coach Chamberlain.
2: That's on a lot the line. that's a lot of acumen in the same car at the same time though. You oh, him and him. I? Yeah.
1: Did oh, you yeah. have anybody else with you? Um, no, it's usually just him and I. Yeah? Yeah. Oh his daughter Brittany too, okay. rode
2: with us. Too, what do you talk but, um, about?
1: You name it. You know, he's a hunt you hunting fish and uh we talk about lacrosse and strategy and um we have we just really have a good time well, you know and this it's usually a six hour ride down a six hour way back. Well so. let's go to the phone lines and get at it. All right, Coach Chamberlain.
3: Hey, Ronnie. How are you? It's good, man. How are you?
1: All right. How are you, coach?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for joining I'm us. Good. Coach. Absolutely. Generally, I heard Ronnie say it's generally a six-hour ride. Generally, it's nine hours one way or the other. Somehow, we mess something up.
2: <laughs> or is it just six and it feels like nine because you two are riding together?
3: <laughs> no, it feels like three. <laughs> so we miss a turn or we're talking or we do something or, or there's a detour. So one way is always longer than six.
2: That's uh-huh. a lot of acumen in one car at the same time. It yeah.
1: literally took us nine hours one night. We we just missed a turn and we ended up in these Th- big in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's all it and, takes.
2: We were way back.
3: We saw a great buck. Oh, that was fantastic.
2: I saw Three Mile Island one time and I was like, wait a second, I think I went a little too far. <laughs> I went about three hours out that. of the way. Yep. Yeah. So
1: coach, yeah. um, we're talking a little bit about Club Lacrosse and, and recapping. Um you had a player that, you know, I talked to Kate Mishesky. Um, not online yeah. here, but briefly, she was an Under Armour All-American. Um, she did a great job for you this year, um, and she was an All-American voted on by the high school coaches, which I think is is a much more prestigious award than um, even, you know, you know the Under Armour Award is great, and she did great down there, but she was voted All-American by all the coaches in Section 5. Um, tell us a little bit about her leadership and what she meant to the RH team this year.
3: Yeah, first of all, I think that I think that receiving an All-American in high school is probably the greatest award you can get out of any of the others. Um, but you know, she she was outstanding at the drive, somewhere around 120 to 150 draw controls for the season. You know, giving us possession of the ball on the average 10 to 12 times a game. Um, you know, a, a really strong defender, a leader. You know, very vocal at, during timeouts. Um, you know, and. And gave us a presence, and and like any of the very good teams, the players give you a presence, and Kate brought that every day.
1: And she, um, you know, she had commented that it, it was a really a great experience for her to go to Under Armour, and it, you know, definitely they played the college rules there, so it was great to you know see what the college rules are going to look like. Um, Coach, you've prepared a lot of kids for college um, that, that are currently you know at some good schools playing and so forth. And um, obviously we talked a little bit last week about the rule changes and how the difference between college rules and, and high school rules. And, and I know you listened to last week's podcast with uh, um, the head official of U S lacrosse. What what did you take yeah. out of that, that conversation that we had with her and, and where this game is going? Cause you've been around it a long time and you've seen change, but what's, what's the big difference now? Uh, you
3: know what I took out of, out of, her words were this is going to be a slow process and that uh, the younger girls that are involved in officiating in the rules committee have not really taken over the committee itself yet, Um, you know, and they need to, you know, implement some of these good rule changes quicker and move them down to the high school and even the modified levels, you know, for the betterment of the game, you know, as, our, our coaches are developing faster. Our players are developing the fastest. And our officiating and our, and our rules are developing the slowest. And in all honesty, I think that's where we've got to continue to, to help grow the sport.
2: Yeah, I like you – know, go ahead. Go ahead, Ronnie. No, I, w- I was going to say that uh, uh, I asked her about a compromise. If we can't get the shot clock, how about at least a clear, a, a timed clear where you only have a certain amount of time. The goalie can't just stand there and play chicken, you know, for five minutes. And let's at least at least implement something to get the ball from the defensive end into the offensive end. But anyway, that's just a, a, a little opine for you. I got a question, Coach. We were talking about sure. the difference between uh, club level and and scholastic level for you as an administrator, as a, a coach, as somebody who's been involved deeply with both, what is the hardest aspect of going back and forth between club ball and scholastic ball? You get ready for club ball, the coaches are telling you one thing, then they've got to, as you, as Ronnie said, deprogram or vice versa. And uh, what what's the hardest part for you about that aspect of uh, club and scholastic?
3: Well, you know, uh, at Monsters, we love to win, In any club I've ever been with, uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to win myself. Um, in club ball, you want to play faster. You want to you want to show off the skill sets that your kids have developed, and the ultimate goal is to get them recruited to a school uh, that fits that, that fits their style the best. Um, and when you talk about high school, you know, you are playing to win. And not every coach is willing to try to develop an individual over the team. Um, You know, and I find that the biggest change between the two is, you know, you're developing kids and trying to put them in a situation where they can be most successful in club. But, you know, doing the same while still trying to win at high school. There's a lot more pressure to win at high school from parents, from, from players. You know, everybody's got an opinion. Um, I find that the biggest difference, and you know, I, I, I like to play the up-tempo up, sty, up tempo style of game at both high school and um, you know, with the club, and I did the same thing at college, you know, we, we pushed the ball at high school, you know, to be quite honest, the teams that play the slowdown, um, you know, tempo style, and backer zone defenses, and aren't developing kids quite as much, um, you know, sometimes they're more successful, and that's that's the hardest part, is you know, do you give up your values uh, of you know trying to develop kids as opposed to trying to develop a championship team? You know, I, I find that the most difficult.
1: Now, Coach, you you're the director of recruitment um, for for Monster Lacrosse, and you're you've got a lot of kids that you've that you've helped get into major colleges, and you got tremendous contacts. This is going to be a new platform this September first with the twenty ones because there's so less um, lesser amount of kids that are committed I think there's only two that are already committed 22 yeah. 21 kids that I know of that are committed in the whole country right now so come September right. 1st for these 21s um, w- what's the expectation from them
3: Well you're gonna I'm gonna expect to see bigger scholarship offers more offers on the first um, and obviously you know today, any of the Naval academies or any of the military academies are allowed to start talking to girls. So, you know, there could be another 50 kids taken off the board today. You know, it's probably not likely. Um, but you know, you're going to have where last year you had Syracuse and you had all the big power schools that already had two, three, four, five, six commits prior to September 1st. Nobody's in that boat, except for the two kids that are available right are are not available right now. Um, so I think you're going to see a little bit more rush, and then you're going to see more rush once the tournaments start um, instead of being overwhelmed around Thanksgiving, uh, you know, where it was really a lot of work in September, and October, October slowed down a bit, uh, and then Thanksgiving came and it cranked back up. I think you're going to see an exceptionally steady flow from September 1st through about December 1st, and I think you're going to see a lot more kids off the board at that time on December 1st this year than you did last year
1: now you you coached um the the lady rock 2017 team and all of them were tremendous athletes you had tremendous success with them how do the the local 21 even your monster 21 team those these kids how are they comparing you know three years later Right to, I mean, what are you seeing the comparison wise for these twenty ones now, um, compared to the kids? You know, you had Maddie Howe, you know, out there, um, kids like that. Yeah. What's the comparison?
3: Well, I guess I'd break it down to positionally because that team, that team had an advantage that I don't think any other team in Rochester's ever had. You know, they, I had them since they were a lot of them since they were kindergartners and and the bulk of the team since third and fourth grade. Um, they played together better as a team than any Rochester team probably ever has. They're, they were so unselfish. Uh, and I think that was the key to their success. And I think that's why it's fair to say they were Rochester's best team ever. And, you know, that year they were the second best team in the country, hands down. Um, how does it compare to the monster 21 team? <laughs> well, I would say that the monster 21 team is deeper at attack and, and more skilled at attack, um, the Lady Rock team was deeper and more skilled in the midfield. Certainly, the Lady Rock group was stronger defensively. Uh, Goaltending, I'd, I'd say, was about the same. You know, uh, but the skill level right now, four years later, is much higher with the Monster Twenty Ones um, as opposed to the Lady Rock Seventeens. The overall skill level is higher. You know, that they're they have great lacrosse IQ and um, have been taught more um, you know where it's the, the lady rock girls that was a great athletic group that knew how to play together as a team on both ends of the field
2: coach so, you uh, know,
3: they're, uh, they're, they're both really impressive
2: aside from the usual stuff like keep your grades up stay in shape you know um, get plenty of sleep what can what kind of advice in in just about 30 seconds what kind of advice can you give? To prospective recruits who are entering the process of trying to get a scholarship?
3: Individuals don't get scholarships. Teams do together. The same things I would say about winning championships is about how you would go about the recruiting process is, you know, continue to play your game. Don't look over to the sidelines and see who's there to watch. You know, play within the team framework and let your skill set show. You know, within the team framework, because most coaches want to know what you can do with the ball a little bit, but they're going to watch you more when you don't have the ball. So, uh, don't get tensed up during the process. Don't make it bigger than it is, because every kid's going to get recruited. You know, it's. Uh, I, I think sometimes players and families do themselves a disservice by worrying about the process so much that they freeze, they tighten up, and and don't show in the
1: best light they possibly could. Sure. Coach, I, I came up with um a, a motto last week. Obviously, you know, I had a, a parent meeting with the 23s. Um, so I came up with a motto, and I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here on, on the podcast to ask you. So my motto was, you know, we can guarantee that you're going to have a opportunity at the next level if you're with Monster Lacrosse at the time of their tour and so forth. We can guarantee you're going to have the opportunity to have opportunities from the next level, but we can't guarantee that you're going to be on the team. You yep. know, as, as one of our directors, uh, how do you think a parent should read into that?
3: How do I read into it or how should a parent read
1: how, into it? How should a parent read into that? What, what would be if the, if a parent came up to you and said, what did Ronnie mean by that? Um, what, yep. w- what would be your take on it?
3: Well, I, I'd, my first question would be, you know, to you, did you mean, on the monster team or did you mean on the uh, college of her choice team or the college that is recruiting her?
1: You know, if you're, if you're on a monster, let's say the monster 21s, for example, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're on either the white or the purple, I, I truly believe that every kid will have an opportunity to play at the next level, meaning college, if they want
3: that, that, that I 100% believe that where, where I, yeah, shake and shimmer a little bit, as if they're thinking that every single kid is going to have a Division One opportunity. So that, that's that's where I that's where I try to hold the water back
0: a little bit.
1: Right now, you've put a lot of kids, you know, um, through Division One schools from MCC, yeah. um, and uh, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, have went to. You know, school, you know, great school, great lacrosse cool. schools, and a lot of kids have went to a lesser of you know competitive schools. But you know, as far as you know, our twenty ones are concerned at Monster, um, you know, let's say you put a kid at, you know, I don't even know, um, Fram, fr- what is that, Framingham State?
2: <laughs> let's Framingham use, State, very oh, well, right? <laughs> let's yeah. use
1: that as an example. I mean, could could all our monsters? Ronnie, I would feel very comfortable
3: putting. Any player and saying that any player in our club on the twenty ones would be do very well at Framingham state
1: well good because that, that that's you know that's what I was just kind of getting at is there's a lot of division one opportunities that aren't as competitive as the top schools yep. but our kids could definitely play at those schools but you know our kids are definitely going to have the opportunity to if they yes, want to play our- college lacrosse to play there yep
3: yeah, between your contacts, my contacts, you know, and even some of our other coaches, uh, there's, not, there's not a girl that we can't find a place for. You know, the big question is, are the parents going to be okay? And is the, is the girl going to be okay with the place that we feel may be best for her? You know, when you get into some of the deeper situations, I'm not talking about the first 10 or 12 on every single team.
1: Well, I guess we will find out September first, won't we? <laughs> yes, we
3: will. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Good.
1: Yep. Well, Coach, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And um, well, uh, I definitely we got another three weeks, two weeks left, or three weeks left of this, and um, and then we we're gonna take a break till September, and then we're gonna start up again in September. And just so you know, yeah, um, <clears throat> I inst- I don't know if you were listening to the show, but I did instruct the spaz man that we couldn't talk about the Pittsford. Um, Taboo. Rush at a game. Taboo. <laughs> so, so, but come September, we're gonna need to talk about wide that. open, wide <laughs>
3: open, no holds barred. All right. Well, I, I think Ronnie. I think the next time I'll come on is September third. We'll come on on Monday uh, after the first or September second, whatever that is. We'll talk about our our kids that do uh, accept offers on the first, uh, and then Spaz, you and I can have fun at it. How's that
1: sound? <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right, Craig. Thanks All so right. much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, coach. You. Take
0: care, guys. Never See ya. Yeah.
1: See, so, yeah, I was gonna. He gives a. He gives a great perspective. Oh it. yeah. He's an educator. He's a college. He was a college coach, club coach, yep. high school coach. National educator, champion. Several. I think he's got seven national championships.
2: I was gonna say five with you, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. If that means I mean, Or four with eight. you. He had three without me. It's so in five with me.
2: Okay. Oh, five with me. So okay. He's got okay. eight national right. championships.
1: Yep. Um, he's an educator for thirty years, so he gives a great perspective of you know keeping it real. Yep. Right. And and he, and he
2: seems like a good chops buster too. And I okay. like I like that about a guy.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for today, right? We're we're done with uh, today. We'll see you guys back here next week at. 12 o'clock for the Rockstars, Girls Lacks podcast. Uh, great show today. If you have any questions or anything, please fl- please feel free to email us. Rocks,
2: Rockstarsglax at gmail.com. R-O-C starsglax at gmail.com. And just so
1: you know, there's no rules on the email. You can ask you any question you want.
2: Anything. <laughs> All
1: right. Have a good one, everybody.
2: Rockstars, Rockstars Girls Lacrosse, Rockstars Girls Lacrosse,
1: The Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Show, with hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons.